Hi guys, welcome back to Psyched Convos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're gonna be talking with Hannah Stainer on mental well-being. Hi guys, before we get started on the episode today, I just wanted to give a quick reminder that we are doing our nine-day confidence challenge in just um, a few days. So it starts on Monday the 13th. So if you are interested in joining that, we are doing it all in our Psyched Facebook group. So all you have to do is join the Facebook group for that. And there's a link in the show notes to do that. Once again, this confidence challenge is going to be really talking about how we can improve our confidence and our self-worth and our self-esteem to really be able to go after the things we want and feel confident doing so and really break past those fears and those and overcome those blocks that are really holding us back and that typically um, we find that stems from confidence and self-esteem. And so we're super excited about this challenge. We know that it's going to be super valuable. The last challenge that we had was great and the women had such amazing takeaways. So I know that it's going to be really helpful for you as well. So go ahead and join that in the um, Facebook group and there's the link in the show notes. All right, now we'll go ahead and dive in to our episode. So welcome, Hannah. We are so excited to have you joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So could you just go ahead and just introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about you um, and what you do? Yeah, of course. So I am a mental well-being coach and a youth coach, uh, which is a, a new addition, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm putting together uh, everything that I do and have. Um, and so I really work with people who are really wanting to prioritize their mental well-being, who are feeling all kinds of stuff, burnt out, they've struggled with people pleasing, they've really just lost touch with who they are. And they're kind of just, what, you know, what's going on with my life? What, what, I've got everything in place. Why does it not feel? Yeah, why does it not feel? I can't find the words today. <laughs> yeah, that is just, that's, I mean, that's what it's like. It's just there's something missing that you just can't put your finger on, like the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> um, or people with maybe, um, lower level depression or anxiety so maybe not wanting to see a therapist or maybe transitioning out of therapy and then starting to think about managing their emotions uh, going forward and then my background's in education so I was a, a teacher uh, I taught psychology have a master's in psychology and so the youth coaching is really working with young people again around the same sorts of things and resilience and developing coping strategies and really in that period in adolescence where we're trying to figure out who we are and our place in the world and, and everything that's going on. And it's a, it's a tricky time uh, working with young people Definitely. through that. So. Mm -hmm. so what made you want to transition specifically into this um, coaching, you know, from your teaching and, and that kind of thing? Yeah. So the, the part of teaching that I always enjoyed the most was more of the pastoral care so really working with young people to help them with that the more emotional side the uh, managing their stress managing their anxiety and that transition out of education to you know what's the next step managing relationships all of that was the thing that I enjoyed the most and uh, found that, that I could do quite well and had really good relationships with my students and then the the mental well-being thing is actually from my own personal experience because I was exactly 
you know, where, where um, I was just trying to explain, not very well. Um, and I was depressed. And then actually now looking back, I realized I was depressed for maybe 20 years. And uh, underneath all of that was this real anxiety and fear of really around what people think and not being enough and people's judgment. And that really held me back. And, and I didn't actually realize at the time. And I had this, this period of depression where I could see these lower points where I knew I was depressed. And then the rest of the time I thought, I thought it was okay, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really living a fulfilled life. And I was just, yeah, kind of sleepwalking through life a little bit. Um, and actually when I realized hmm, probably for 20 years, <laughs> I've been depressed and then started this process of actually trying to do something about it. Um, and that's what's inspired this, this move to help other people who are on that same journey, who are wanting to really just take control of their mental well-being and get to this place where they can actually really fully live. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, we were just actually conversing that, um, you know, because you, you started out in education and then starting to realize that there's some of these underlying issues that really prevent people from reaching their full potential. And it's not just the education factor, it's so much the, the personal you know, how they feel about themselves. So, so I obviously a very logical transition into something like that, especially with, you know, your, your background and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so many people, it, it does come down a lot. Like we talk about pretty much all the time is it does come down to that awareness. And, um, and like you said, you weren't even aware that that was something that you had a problem with. So it's like, that's a, you have to start with that and to even be able to reach your full potential or get to this place of healthy mental well-being, you have to just even be just instead of just existing and sleepwalking through life, like you said, you do have to kind of wake up almost and be aware of really what's going on with yourself so you can reach that more full potential. Mm. I like to say it's about, first of all, reconnecting with yourself and figuring out who you are really, because I think when there's so much external noise and that people pleasing and what you should do is so easy to lose yourself in all of that. So it's figuring out who you are and then figuring out where you are. So what's going on at the moment, what's the situation and starting from that point, because I think so often we can either be stuck in the past or we're trying to jump to something further ahead and we're not actually appreciating what is actually going on at the moment. Where am I at the moment? And we really need to start from that point if we're going to, to move forward and, and make changes. Definitely. Yeah. So I know you mentioned for yourself, something that was really held you back was what other people think and the judgments of other people, but in your work, do you see that that is like the biggest thing that holds people back or is there something else you see that comes up a lot? I think that's a big thing about that fear of judgment. And I think actually a lot of the time at the root of that is this sense of not feeling enough in themselves. And I think if you're in a place where you're feeling pretty confident and pretty secure in who you are, then I think you're better able to weather those maybe judgments from other people because you've got that sense of strength in yourself because you know you're okay and, and you can get through it. And I think if you're lacking that self-belief and that self-knowledge, then you are much more easily swayed by what people think and you're you're kind of looking at outside of yourself for that validation because you don't have that inner sense of I'm enough and and I think that's that's really common that's what I see a lot of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so who 
would you say you mainly work with in terms of maybe the the type of client, uh, uh, like maybe age group or um, man, woman, that kind of thing? Do you have a specific group that tends to be drawn to you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, with the mental being, it tends to be women. Um, not that I'm not open to working with men, but I, I think sometimes women are and maybe a bit more open to talking about this kind of stuff and, and doing the, the self-development uh, type stuff. So it tends to be women probably from their late 20s to sort of mid 40s where they've they've gone through university or college, they've they've got into their career and then it's just that, oh, <laughs> what's, is this it? This, is this it? Right. And then And then it's, I think when we're just starting out as adults, we can be really forward focused and that can sometimes, that motivation can override that stuff from our past. And actually when you've arrived, if you like, then it's, oh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, it's, not, it's not feeling how I thought it would. I don't feel like I've got it all sorted now. What else is going on? And then maybe we start to look at some of that stuff underneath it and, and do that inner work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we try, you know, I think they, sometimes they refer to something called the quarter life crisis kind of after mm -hmm. through all the schooling and all that kind of stuff and sort of that arrived and then sort of all those other things come up and start hitting you. Yeah, so it tends to be probably yeah. in that age group. And, uh, well, it's like you're always working then, towards something and it's always continuing like there's always a step you already you always know what the next step is and what you're achieving and working towards and then yeah once you hit that all oh, right this is what i've been working towards for my whole life like i've hit this point in my career or life or whatever and this and you just don't feel still satisfied like you thought it was yeah and i think too like when you're talking about probably women closer to their 40s or whatever if they had children you know that's a huge focus and then they get to a point where they're getting older and their their role is sort of changing. So then I'm sure that makes sense too, that yeah, women at, around that age would start being like, okay, <laughs> all this other stuff comes flooding in. Who am I kind of thing? Yeah, I think also if you've been through a big transition of any, any type, whether that's yeah. a big change in career, returning to work possibly after, after having children, or the, the breakdown of a relationship and, and the change of relationship, all these big moments in our lives that can have us questioning, who am I and, and, and our choices and, and our values. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, life, life transitions in general. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I've, I've, you know, seeing some of the, the, the beliefs that people have and, and sometimes you can see, or you can help them see where they've come from and sometimes you don't know where they've come from because there's so much <laughs> so much noise but particularly having been a teacher and been in education and seeing how just how influential that period of your life is and what you know the the size of the impact it has I guess the youth coaching that I do now is working with people earlier in that process so before they get to this point of looking back and going oh is this it helping them to put those strategies in place and to really know themselves as they're starting out. Mm -hmm. so. Saves them more, saves them the grief of having to do it later for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah I think it's so important. The earlier on you can address these types of things and, and, you know, help them, help them in this way, the better off down the line, of course they are. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, 
I know when you talk about mental well-being, what would you say for you, I guess, is the difference between mental health and mental well-being? And do you distinguish between the two at all? Yeah, so this is a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Language. Language is so interesting, <laughs> the language we use. And, and so I guess for me, mental health is that just general health. So when we talk about health, generally, we tend to talk about all of it, but quite often focus more on the physical and mental is just that mind-based part of it. And so within that, you have mental illness and you also have mental well-being. And, and so I think wellness and illness are almost quite but two ends of the, the spectrum. So we're probably never going to be 100% mentally well <laughs> at that end because it's there's so much going on in life. Are we going to have times where we're stressed or we're tired and, and all of these things? But I think it's something to to try and aim for, to try and aim for this sense of wellness, of being in a place where you're looking after yourself, you're listening to yourself, you are taking care of your physiological needs that are really important as well. So I know I am not great at getting enough sleep and, um, <laughs> and working too much, but that has an impact. You get the, the brain fog or you get distracted, you get frustrated. That has an impact as well. But it's, it's really being in a, in a state where you have that resilience to be able to deal with what life throws at you. Because it's, even if you've got everything sort of sewn up and, and going well, there will be challenges. And I think at the moment we can see what's happening in the world, that there are, there are challenges. And so to me, well-being is that being in tune with yourself. It's knowing yourself and it's knowing that you are able to ride the waves and be okay. And I love this idea of okay, because I think we talk about being happy and, and being in that place. And I think that is a lot of pressure. Um, and I just like this idea of coming back to just being okay, this kind of calm, peaceful, okay. Very different than happy. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah it, it is more about, you don't necessarily, happy is more of just an emotion that you're going to experience once in a while. It's not going to be this constant steady feeling that you have but yeah mm -hmm. yeah but it almost would be exhausting if you were constantly like happy 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 but it's say a more sense of a of a, of a calm kind of feeling yeah and, um yeah i think and also and how you're describing it reminds me sort of like having a template of how do you because like you say things are going to get thrown at you throughout life and that's something we can't control, but how do you get through those? So it's almost like having that template that um, you uh, use to help you ride those waves. Yeah, absolutely. Have, yeah, having that template, having those tools that you know, it, if, I'm, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, this is what I can do. And, yeah. and being, being able to cope, being able to manage. Um, and I think, yeah, mental health is, is this, this broad thing and, and I think when you say mental health, a lot of the times what people are thinking about isn't mental health broadly, it's mental illness. Right. So, um, and it's not, we all have a mental world. We all have mental health and it right. will just you know, be at def different points at different points in our life. And I say that the, the term mental well-being, I think kind of um, evens that out or makes it focus on, on unhealthiness versus the mental health like you said is more seeming like maybe there's something wrong but mental well-being kind of I feel has a better kind of um more positive yeah yeah kind of we're association yeah the the highest level of health kind of thing
Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a nice thing to, to aim for and to be doing these things to try and reach that point. And I guess in the same way with physical health, we're, we're doing things to try and reach that state of, um, yeah, physical well-being. So, right. right. Yeah. All tied together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are. So t- <laughs> they are really tied together. We separate them, but yeah. 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 They're very much linked. So what's, what are you most curious about right now specifically related to mental well-being and why would that be? Hmm. So I think that's a good question. I think the thing that I've, I've been thinking about a lot at the moment, um, particularly around the, the youth coaching is this idea of modeling. I've been talking about it a lot, <laughs> social media and, um, and about this, the importance as, as a, a parent or as an adult working with young people of, I guess it comes down to being authentic and being open and honest because we are not taught in schools about emotions and what they feel like and how to manage them. And we're just expected to figure it out, which <laughs> as we know is, is tricky, right. but as an adult, we can model them so we can show that it's okay to experience these big feelings, these, these powerful emotions and that they'll pass and we can have conversations about them. And we can have conversations around the things that we're doing to manage these. And then what we're showing to children is that it's okay to experience these emotions and that there are ways to manage them. So that's something I've been thinking about, um, about a lot and about the honest conversation and having space for people to be able to talk about their emotions, because I think that is really important having, having that space. Right. Right. Absolutely. You're right in terms of schooling. Um, there's, there's so little focus on that. And that's such a huge, I mean, I, I in my readings of many readings, I, I know that they've talked about emotional intelligence is more um, telling in terms of how successful someone's going to be than their actual academics. And so, yeah, it, it's such a huge, huge piece that, you know, we've we haven't been focused on, and I think, and I hope, you know, that the direction is definitely going there. So, mm. yeah. 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 So, um, how has your life changed by applying the work that you've been doing with this mental well being? I mean, I know you mentioned that you did struggle with depression before. So, how, I guess, beyond that, how has your life kind of transformed since you've started this work? Yeah, and, and I guess I'd start with um, maybe a disclaimer that <laughs> it's it's something that, you know, with depression, it's cyclical, that it, it comes and goes, and that I'm in probably a place where I'm not depressed for maybe the first time in my life, but that doesn't mean that I don't have periods of low mood and, and things that I struggle with, and, and I've been reflecting on my own well-being, and I've been putting effort into some areas, so sleep and um connection which are really important but other areas that are very good for my mental well-being like exercise and nutrition have slipped a little bit uh, during lockdown which i'm sure is true for a lot of people um so it's something that that does does uh, come and come and go but i um yeah now i i feel like i'm in a in a place where i'm much more in tune with myself and and listening to myself and and feeling kind of hopeful about um being able to move forward and so what that really looks like is um usually pre-lockdown 
um, a very early morning gym routine. <laughs> which I'm not a morning person at all. One of my closest friends was surprised that I've that for a year before lockdown I stuck to this 6 a.m. CrossFit session every day. <laughs> that's yeah, it's that's what it looked like. Something as an outlet to help me manage my mental health. Um, so having those kind of routines and structures, which is something that I have struggled a little bit with in lockdown, that that loss of routine and, and trying to find ways back. Right. But really, I, I discovered for myself that actually fear had been a massive motivator, um, that I was not putting myself forward for things or going after things I wanted because I was afraid. And so the biggest thing is now um, I do something that I call experiential and experimental living where I just kind of think, what's the worst, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? But just, just giving it a go and just, just trying and seeing and reflecting. And I, I think I'm quite sciencey. I'm a massive geek, but you know, in science we test things. And then when they, when they fail, we learn from it, we adapt. And ultimately you're, you can never prove a theory true because there's always another time where it might, it might not be true. So mm -hmm. you're just showing that you can't disprove it. And so actually by applying that to my life and thinking, well, I'm just going to keep trying and, and failing's okay because that's how I'm learning and adapting. That reframe has been really powerful of not letting fear rule my life and actually just giving stuff a go. And um, yeah, so far I think it's, <laughs> it's going okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. I think that's, yeah, so important to, um, fear, you know, I think that stops a lot of people and kind of seeing it more as an experiment kind of thing uh, can take that um, kind of that really uh, intensity of it away. Yeah. Well, they say like um, for a scientist, failure is so normal and it's all just a learning process. Like they expect to fail. And, and if we could have more of that kind of mindset going forward, it can be really, yeah, beneficial. Then you take that fear out of it and it's just everything's, you're just trying it and it's all just a learning experience to improve upon. Yeah. And I think when I, when I was teaching, I was working with a lot of young people who really struggled academically. And so actually helping them to reframe that actually, if they weren't being objectively successful in the way that other people would see it, that didn't mean that, that they were a failure and that they were learning and they were growing. And so that really had a positive impact for me as well, that, that reframing. And also, if you think about fear and what's happening on a physiological level and you've got that kind of adrenaline going and the butterflies, that's the same feeling as excitement. So actually, if you can tell yourself, this isn't fear, it's excitement. <laughs> and you might not believe it, but if you try <laughs> over time, it's the same thing in your body, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I... And that's the reframing kind of <laughs> instead yeah. of thinking of it as fear, say it's excitement. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you continue to learn to stay on top of the things in your role? Would you say? Yeah. So I, at the moment, um, I'm going more into a sort of counseling route actually. So, um, cause my, my long-term, my long-term plan is to be able to to coach, to counsel, and I guess similar to, to what you do to, to blend um, to blend them together. Uh, so I'm very early in uh, in that process of training to become a psychotherapist. But yeah, so I'm so I'm learning more um, about that to sort of yeah. yeah yeah awesome yeah I think that's so important I think we're kind of 
thinking in the same sort of direction for sure. Yeah. yeah it's a kind of this combination of like, you need the therapy and like the coaching aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes with, with therapy and particularly the type of therapy that, that I'm training in, it's, it's very much past focus and, and how that comes up in, in the present. And that's important. And it is important if you've got trauma that, that you haven't resolved to, to go through that. But also in life, we want to be thinking about how we progress and how we move forward, which is more of that, that coaching. But I think sometimes just straightforward coaching, you might be stuck in these patterns and you can't get out of them because you need to look at that stuff from the past. So I think it's a nice way of bringing it together to really be able to work with someone on an individual level and meet them where they are, like we were mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, I see, um, like you were saying, the, the therapy aspect, I think in terms of the training, it's more about how do you get people who are really um, struggling and getting them to a functional level where combine the coaching aspect to it, I think it really starts saying, what, how can you reach your highest potential? So it goes even beyond mm. that, um, that level. So, yeah. So I, I love it for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, last question here. Mm-hmm. What is um, the biggest piece, tip or piece of advice for people on how they can approach their mental well-being and possibly improve it? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the, the, yeah, the biggest things I found is to really listen to yourself and really get to know yourself. And so yeah, I mentioned exercise being really good for me and, and it is, and there's lots of people who will tell you over and over again, exercise is really good for your mental being. And you might hear people saying, Oh, go for a run, go for a run. And I'm not a runner. I don't like running. So I need to listen to myself and figure out what works for me within that. Um, again, meditation is another thing people talk about a lot. You might really struggle to sit in just a quiet meditation for 10, 15 minutes but you could do walking meditation. You can just think about mindfully brushing your teeth or when you're in the shower, just really focusing on the sensations. So I think it's really connecting with yourself and figuring out what works for you and then learning to trust that, which sounds easy, but (laughs) but isn't, it can be difficult, but yeah, yeah, really just listening to yourself. I love that. I love that because that's that's so important because we get inundated with advice and we think we should be doing all these things and we net, we we forget to tune in and really figure out what works for you know yourself and so so yeah I love that yeah and I think that can even be applied to every area of your life as well because like you said yeah like what works for you might not work for someone else and it's not going to work for someone else because everyone is made differently and so yeah it's it's taking the guidance from others but really seeing what does work best for you and making sure that you're not following like yeah this person had success with it but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a one size fits all for everyone yeah and i think you'll enjoy it much more if it really feels oh, yeah. true to you and if you're trying to shut out all that external noise it is about quieting down and listening to yourself and not just yeah doing what other people say because it's so much easier to stick with things if you actually enjoy doing them and so exercise is a prime example of that that I'm sure we can all relate to if you enjoy it it's going to be so much easier to do and it's your quality of life is going to be better because you'll be doing things that you enjoy so 
Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome wrap up, I think. Um, last question, actual last question. Um, so where can people find you? Um, you can go ahead and share Instagram, website, whatever you have to share. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I have a podcast as well, which is all around mental well-being. And so we have a range of guests on uh, similar to this. And we do delve into mental illness and people's experiences um, in, in all kinds of different areas. And that is the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast. And so Psyche is P-S-Y-K-H-E, just to be awkward after the, the Greek goddess. And um, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Psyche Coaching, all one word. And then the website is www.psyche.co.uk. Um, so yeah, that's me. Awesome. Well, everyone go ahead and check Hannah out. Thank you so much for coming and being on our episode today. We had a great time. I think it'll be a super um, helpful, beneficial episode. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Once again, we want to thank Hannah so much for joining us on today's episode. We thought it was a really great conversation and talked a lot about a lot of important um, topics that maybe you haven't really thought of before and really getting to the heart of what mental well-being is. So if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, share it with a friend. Also, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. We would love to see some of that. And if you have any questions for us or um, any feedback, you can also reach out to us. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and Instagram, we're at the Psyched Framework. On Facebook, you can um, find the Psyched Facebook page or join our Psyched Facebook group. And once again, we are hosting a nine-day confidence challenge on starting on July 13th. So it would be awesome if you guys would all join. We know it's going to be super beneficial for you. Um, it's completely free. So we're super excited to... Um, create that for you and be a part of that and see all of your amazing takeaways. So once again, thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to see you guys in the group. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.